One of the highlights of Rosh Hashanah, especially for children, is dipping the apple in the honey. So just two halachas that we didn't mention in the previous year is that when you dip apple in the honey, there's a question if you're making a bracha, a boy prehates on the apple, and you're not making a bracha on your pomegranate, which we said is better to make the bracha on a pomegranate because that's from the Shiva Saminim. So the question the place can raise is, what bracha do you make when you dip the apple in the honey? On one hand, we would assume you make a bayer prehait, you're eating an apple, and the honey would be, a bata would be, would just go go along with the apple. And halacha we, we hold, we pass in based on Mishnayis, that ikr v'tafel, we make a bracha on the ik, we make a bracha on the main food, and the spices, the, the dip, you do not make a bracha on that. That goes along with the, with your main bracha. So the question is, what's the main food when you're dipping the apple in the honey? So some of the can said, well, it's Rosh Hashanah, you're trying to have a sweet new year, so your intent is on the honey, and therefore you should make a shahakal. However, we pass in the Mishpura Paskins that you make a bracha, a bar eight, as as the song goes, we're dipping the apple in the honey. One more point is that sometimes you'll see people make the bracha by prayates, then they'll say the hirat sign, and then they'll eat it. So that is not correct in halacha, although in the Bavitch circles they say that the Shokhanar Harav changed his mind, that in print he says not to do it, but in practice he held that a person should say the Yeratzin before eating it. All the other Paiskim say not like that, and a person should make the Make the bracha, you bite into your apple, you should swallow a little bit so you get enjoyment from the apple, and then you should make, and then you should say the hirat sign after that. If someone by mistake said the hirat sign, so if someone's Amanorbach has a uh, yesaid, that it would not be considered a bracha vatala, a hefsek, because you're, you think you're supposed to be doing that, so it's not called a hesachadas, and therefore, bidiyeved. It is not a problem, but a person should avoid that and say the Yeratzin after biting into the apple or just say the Yeratzin before making the bracha. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, there are other menhagim that we do or don't do on Rosh Hashanah. We'll get through many of them in the next uh, two shirim. So, one minog we have brought down in Simon Tavkov Pegimel is that the minog is to avoid eating a geizim. The, the Shochnar says... We avoid eating egoiz, and what's the reason? Because egoiz is gematria chet. So if you do the math, it's gematria chet without the aleph, just ches tes, which is 17. That is the same gematria as, as egoiz. And therefore, we don't want to uh, remind or, or bring up the term chet on Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, we do not eat nuts. Well, egoiz really means a walnut. But that's the minhag not to eat nuts. The, the famous line of the Kutzker, the Kutzker said that chet is also gematria chet. So if you're very makbid on these things, don't eat nuts. So a person should also avoid sinning on Rosh Hashanah because egoiz is also gematria uh, Sorry, because chet is also gematria chet. That's one reason. But over there it sounds like as long as it would not be called egoiz, then it wouldn't be gematria chet. However, there's another reason. The other reason is that it is marbe. It, it increases the saliva, and therefore it's going to ruin your tefillah. It's going to ruin your davening. So therefore, the minig is that we do not eat nuts for those two reasons. There's a third reason the Chassam Sefer brings down. The Chassam Sefer brings a very interesting reason. He says that there's a there's a medrash. The medrash says 
the pasuk says El Ginas Egois that Klai Yisrael is compared to a nut. So he says Lama Nimshlu Yisrael LeEgois Ma Egois Afa Pishim Is Galgal B'Makom Tenayfes A Nut, even though it it uh, rolls around in in the mud, ain't Toichay Nimas. Its inside doesn't get disgusting. You could take the uh, the outside shell of the cashew, you remove it, and you still have a good cashew, you still have a good uh, almond. So to Af Yisrael, Af Apishim is galgalim, but Umas Ha'aylam ain't taichan nimas. Even though, Klai Yisrael, we are rolling around in the mud in the Umas Ha'aylam and Galos, still, our inside does not get disgusting. Now, you would think that's actually a nice Limatschos and Klai Yisrael. He says, no, since it's Merame's Galos, it brings up Galos, it brings up that we actually do sin, we roll around in the mud, so therefore it's not a good simon to be brought up on Rosh Hashanah. So this is a third reason why we do not eat nuts. The, the nafkamina between the first two, which is, if it's Marbekicha, uh, it, it brings, it increases saliva, so the, so the Pais can say, the difference would be can a person eat uh, these smaller ones that are called luzim? It's not called an egoiz. So if the problem is the term egoiz, so as long as it's not called an egoiz, it will be mutter. But if it's a problem of marba kicha, if, it's, if, it, if it increases saliva, so then anything that would increase saliva would be a problem. So the Kafa Chaim writes, so it depends on the person. If a person knows that by him eating his cashews, it doesn't increase the saliva, and we do not call it egoiz, it will be mutter. However, the minog, the minog, the custom in Klai Yisrael, most of Klai Yisrael brought it out in the Shulchan Hara, the Piskechubis brings this down, that we avoid eating all types of nuts on Rosh Hashanah. So, a person goes to a uh, someone's house for a meal, or his wife made a salad, and in the salad is slivered almonds, or sometimes they'll have salads that have cashews, or toasted almonds, all various... Uh, nuts that people put in salads. So Allah has a person should not eat those nuts if that's his minag. Now some don't have this minag, but if you if your minag is not to eat nuts, so then it's a minag brought down in Shochanarach. It's not like a, a random minag, but let's say you're a Svarti, you go with the Kafachaim, that only if it increases your saliva and only if it's called a walnut. But for most of the so we we hold that all nuts are part of the minag, so a person should avoid it. The the price can say, well, that's only the nuts itself. There's no problem of eating the salad, just avoid eating those nuts. And let's say a person cooked uh, chicken and he cu- covered it with, with nuts. or So on Rosh Hashanah, a person should, you can eat the chicken, just don't eat the actual nuts because there's no problem of blias. It's not yaridea. It's not, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, you could partake of the salad. When is this minog? So this minog is, there's two times brought down. So the classic approach is that it's, it's only Rosh Hashanah. It's only Rosh Hashanah we're concerned for, for gematria chet. Are we concerned for, for bringing up saliva? And that's the classic minog. There's another minog brought down by the Matar Ephraim that they start already from the days of Elul and they go all the way until Hashanah Rabbah. So you see many variations of this. Some people go, Osiris Mechuvah. Whatever, whatever the person's minog is, but if a person wants to know what the, what the original minog, the original minog was only either Rosh Hashanah or from Elul all the way until Hashanah Rabbah. Just one more case that people discuss is uh, peanut butter. So, first of all, peanuts are not really nuts, right? They're not exactly uh, egoism, but still the minog is that anything that sounds like an egg is the minog is to refrain, so I think the minog is not to eat peanuts. 
So I saw the Paiskin bring down from Rabbi Forsheimer Shlita that he's machalic between chunky peanut butter and creamy peanut butter because we hold, once it's already cooked, if someone uh, is cooking with peanut oil, that's for sure fine. Or if someone is, is using a, a paste and you cook it into a, lar- a larger dish, uh, 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 it gets mixed into a food and it's not noticeable anymore, so that's fine. So he felt that creamy peanut butter is fine, but the chunky peanut butter is, uh, you know, one should avoid. So again, if a person wants to eat peanut butter sandwich on Rosh Hashanah, or you had that for dessert, you have a peanut butter mousse. So once it's already, there's no more peanuts in there, it's uh, it's creamy. So then that would be fine, according to Rabbi Forsheimer, and I don't think you have to be more machmer than that. It's not even called eggs, it's already nishtana, it's different. So I think we could be makel. There's a few other minhagim. One minhag is that the Maganavan brings down that we do not eat food dipped into chaymets, dipped into vinegar, on Rosh Hashanah, vinegar is bitter. It's not a good sign. We're trying to have a sweet New Year, not a bitter year. So he says we do not dip things into vinegar. So many have the minog uh, not to have pickles uh, that were that were pickled in vinegar on on Rosh Hashanah because that is a that is it's bitter. Some of the some of the minog not to have chrein. They they usually have their gefilte fish with chrein. So many of the Hasidim they do not eat chrein on Rosh Hashanah. They don't want to dip it in. The Prima Gadim says that the minog was not to have barshed uh, vinegar. But it sounds like from the Paiskin that's only if the actual finished product does have a bitter taste. Even chrein would be mutter, really. Usually the beets, it's not as uh, it's not as sharp as if you're eating it straight. But the, the minog would not include ketchup and soy sauce and salad dressing. All the things that we typically use vinegar for, that would be fine. A person is allowed to eat that in Rosh Hashanah. The problem is, if the, the minog is, that we, we avoid eating foods that end up tasting sharp and bitter. So, as long as the final product, you're, you know, you're marinating a steak in vinegar, but the actual steak doesn't taste like vinegar, you're just using it, you know, using the acid to break down the meat. So that would definitely you know, not be included in the minhag. One more minhag about eating. The Vilna Gain, the Gura, had a minhag not to eat grapes, because grapes would remind the Kaddish Baruch Hu, would bring out the chet of the Eitz Hadas, according to that shita, that the Eitz, that the eitz Hadas was, uh, was grape. Some say the Eitz Hadas was an esrog. So you have very interesting um, minhagim. These are not really, have not been uh, widespread in Klai Yisrael. So it's just interesting to point out. Another minog we'll get into tomorrow is the minog that we the Yerushalmi says the Yerushalmi gives an implication that a person should not sleep on Rosh Hashanah. So that, that obviously you know we would sleep at night. You don't have to stay up forty eight hours straight. So the question is when does this minog start? Minog is brought down in halacha. Do we alaysa shachar? Does a person have to wake up you know five thirty in the morning alaysa shachar and not sleep the entire day? So we'll get into these halachas. Uh, tomorrow, Mr. Shem will talk about sleeping. What if a person has nothing else to do in the afternoon? Is it better to sleep? Is it better to, to klutz around? So we'll get to these halachas and Mr. Shem tomorrow.